Welcome to this edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where three mostly normal and somewhat cynical adults discuss life as members of the TV generation. May not be three. Now here are your hosts, Darth Jader, Jason Mitchell, and Adam B. And somebody's missing. Really? Yeah, well, (laughs) you didn't notice. Oh, I know why you didn't notice. What? It's because of that incredibly lifelike reproduction. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, hindsighters, you might notice that one of our co-hosts is just a little less lively this week. Just a little. But he's still joining us in the studio. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's hey. me, Adam Brown. <laughs> so I don't know why he sounds like a turkey based on Bob's sure burger. It's me. <laughs> it's me, Bob. I love you, Bob. <laughs> I give him a year. <laughs> Treating a turkey like a person. It's ridiculous. What? It's his favorite holiday. Uh, and in which case, oh, oh, wait, he doesn't like it when we do Bob's burgers. There he goes. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, no. Come we on. scared come him on. away. Come on. Come on. Play with us. Come on, Adam. Uh, you know you like being in the studio. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> This is our elegant, shot elegant solution to our co-host traveling yet again. Yes, yes. He's he, such a diva Las Vegas. Mr. Brown, is uh, he is in an undisclosed location, uh, which may be in the United States. May it not. May, may be down old South America way. He na- yeah, he know, now owns yeah. property internationally. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it God is knows. interesting because if he's in Costa Rica, you know who just took a vacation this week to go to Costa Rica. It was the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Castro, Trudeau, Justin (laughs) Trudeau. Um, So it's a little coincidental timing, Mr. Brown, going down there around the same time. uh, Hmm. You never know what's going on with this guy. It's it's a little suspicious. What if Christopher Walken makes him try to assassinate Justin Trudeau? I told you, if you came to Costa Rica, (laughs) I'm going to make a killer out of you. <laughs> so, to tie that reference in, Hindsiders, we're talking about a movie that I'm pretty sure no one's ever heard of, <laughs> including Darth Jader. And that's particularly surprising because it's a Johnny Depp movie. Yeah, it's kind of amazing to hear about a Johnny Depp movie you've never heard of. It is. It's yeah. confounding, to say the least. Uh, but. I saw this movie when I was scrolling for material this week, uh, and on Amazon Prime, I discovered a movie called Nick of Time. And the fact that it had Johnny and Christopher Walken in it was just an easy sell. So I was immediately on board. Yeah, and it's weird because I'm not, I mean, I'm obviously not as big a Johnny Depp fan as you are, but I'm a pretty pretty big Christopher Walken fan, and I've never heard of this. I would have thought that you had Uh, seen this one because of Christopher Walken, at least, because what's the other movie that these two are in together, Sleepy Hollow, right? Yeah, Sleepy Hollow. But there's almost zero, like, there's no dialogue between them in Sleepy Hollow whatsoever, because Christopher Walken's character uh, specifically just goes, ah, the entire time. That's all he does. But he he does a great job of it, though. Oh, it's fantastic. And it's more of an, ah. Ah. But uh, and Johnny passes out a lot whenever he sees the oh, horseman. Back so. in Los Angeles, was a lot cleaner. Oh, uh, are they are they going through a Hooverville? <laughs> like what's happening? Right they are, now? but I, I I've been in Los Angeles recently, and they wish they could get it down to this level of oh, filth. Oh man, <laughs> filth. Uh, but yeah, so this movie to give you a synopsis, hindsiders for uh, everyone who's never heard of it. So. Gene Watson, Johnny Depp, arrives at an L.A. train station with his young daughter, Lynn, Courtney Chase, and is confronted by a mysterious Mr. Smith, Christopher Walken, and Ms. Jones, Roma Mafia. They hand him a gun, 
order him to kill the state governor within 75 minutes and threaten to murder his child (laughs) if he doesn't comply. (laughs) Oh, I'm not done. (laughs) Smith accompanies Watson to a hotel where the governor is to speak while Jones holds the girl. As Watson considers his options, the hour to act draws ever nearer. Yeah, it, 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 it is. It's a sort of Hitchcock movie. It, oh, yeah. it, it, it's where you know it's innocent, a John Grisham yeah. Hitchcock-esque well it's it's interesting because it takes place in real time yes it does which is fascinating mm-hmm. uh, and they, they pull that off um, and it, it has that sort of Hitchcock you know uh, man who knew too much sort of situation where, except like, Johnny just, Depp knows nothing yeah <laughs> Still, um, it, where it's just like an, a normal person just going about their business yeah he's and, an everyday Joe yeah he's an and, accountant his wife just died uh, uh, yeah she well, I wasn't clear on that, and we can get back to that oh, in a minute because there were there good. were special circumstances that bring him to L.A. Because I think he came from San Francisco. Or yeah, San- he said like I was down there for a funeral. Uh, so either his wife died, but he does indicate that she had just asked for a divorce. So, mm. but in the train yeah, station, like they were estranged. A, maybe yeah. Okay. Uh, well, and that leads to a weird conversation between Johnny and his daughter Lynn yeah. when they're at the train station. I don't know if this weirded you out the, to the same level that it, it did. did me. It weirded yeah. the okay. shit. I know. I, I yeah. I know what you're. Go ahead. So Johnny and Lynn arrive at the station, and we're actually right about at that moment. And Lynn Johnny, is his daughter. Lynn, yeah, I already like nine year old. Uh, single digits single daughter. Digits, I would yeah. say less than nine. But anyway, uh, Christopher Walken and Roma Mafia are. Uh, looking around the train station, profiling all of the passengers that are, you know, making their way through. They're shopping and for an assassin. They are. And uh, Christopher Walken, I know people. So uh, <laughs> no, it's... Uh, Roma Mafia is like, well, what about that guy? And because uh, you see like an old too couple. Old. Yeah, too old. And then, oh, that guy hates his wife. No, we're not choosing that <laughs> guy. Because Can need, you imagine being in that scenario? They need to choose someone where leverage will be involved. Yeah. So uh, they speak spot johnny not right away because uh at first he has to have this creepy conversation with his daughter very creepy she sees a young couple just macking on each other in public they must be in their 20s and she's staring and he sort of you know smacks her with his briefcase like hey you know like be polite quit staring but then she doesn't stop and so he he kneels down (laughs) and addresses this topic with her which it it veers off into creepy really quickly because he's like what have you never seen people kissing before and she goes yeah, he's like, you never seen your mom and me kiss? And she's like, I've seen people kiss on the TV. You and mom kiss like this. It's perfunctory. Yeah, he goes, it, oh, well, Lynn, I mean, we've, come on, that's it? That's all you've ever it. seen? We used to bang. Where do you think you came from? His specific line is, oh, baby, you missed a lot of kissing. And I'm like, that's okay. I, yeah. That's okay that she missed out on that. Can you imagine being anywhere with your parents and having this conversation? Stop, I stop, I would stop, never dad, have wanted dad. to. Yeah, when my mom tried to pull me aside to explain the birds and the bees, which is necessary as a parent, I was like, no thanks. I I saw it at school in a book. They explained it to us in health class. Stop talking to me. Right. <laughs> like, I'm out. And so it's weird. that, And it, there's no callback. There's no relevance to it. Like, no, it's, it doesn't it, result in anything. Yeah, it's, I guess it's them trying to the, the filmmaker establishing to, a rapport but it comes off as cringy yeah, it comes as off awkward very very cringy and awkward excuse me and i do like so they're at the train station christopher walken and uh mrs he's miss jones miss jones smith. and mr smith yeah they're so, not married you know <laughs> so they're at the train station and they're just looking for random normal people that they can use they can kidnap someone close to them 
and then tell them you've got to go over here and commit this murder or we'll kill this person that you're with. Right. And, and nobody it, else is up to snuff except for yeah. the couple that's making out. Yeah. But why don't they get selected, Jason? Well, because they're French. Yes. And they're so, French. And so they won't be able to follow direction because Christopher Walken apparently doesn't speak French in this movie. Yeah. And, so. al- and also he makes the assumption that French people in Los Angeles don't, don't speak, speak English, English, which th- I've got news for you. They do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I just thought, what if they had gotten it wrong and they'd picked a guy where it was like, if you don't go and kill the governor, we're going to murder your wife. And the guy's like, oh, my God, this is the golden this is ticket. The best day ever. <laughs> OK, wink, wink. See, uh, oh, no, I miss the governor. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I told you I wasn't a crack shot, honey. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Walken in this movie, though. This, this oh, my God. <laughs> And uh, uh, Roma yeah, Mafia. Roma Mafia. They they both. Ha- she always delivers a solid performance in every movie I've yeah. ever seen her in. Which oh is, yeah, she's I, she's one of those underrated. Yeah, act- almost like character actresses, yeah. but it's almost a level above that because she can play anything. Like I've never seen her in a bad role. And you but- just fucking hate her in this movie you do but you um, hate her you do because she's the one in charge of the baby and she's got the innocent kid yeah. in her car and she's gonna shoot her in the face and so yeah she's awful which doesn't make and, a lot of sense because it's like oh i'll put a silencer on so when i shoot this person in the van in the park in front of the hotel no where, one will notice well they did a lot of that in this movie like <laughs> the let's brain, go to the glass elevator yeah. where nobody can see yeah, the brain's exploding all over the place. You know, that won't have any... Yeah, no. That's when I'll need um, the window washer, uh, yeah. and that becomes relevant. But the reason why they picked Johnny specifically, uh, Watson and Lynn, is because uh, there are these punk-ass skaters <laughs> in the train station causing a kerfuffle. Rollerbladers. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Roma Mafia makes Roma a Mafia point hates, about that. She's okay with roller skaters. She's fine with... Uh, or with uh, skateboarders. With skateboarders. Yeah, she hates rollerbladers and how they're dressed <laughs> she's like i always think about greasing them on the front of my car <laughs> it's really brutal <laughs> and so uh christopher walken just agrees but then they see uh johnny's on the phone and he's trying to reach somebody it's important he's got an appointment wherever they're going and uh the skaters are trying to steal his little girl's teddy bear yeah so he sort of gets her away he's like hey leave her alone man she's a little girl and pulls her away from them and then the skaters continue to hassle them to the point where johnny just tips over a trash can and makes the rollerblader fall on his freaking face and he goes Look at that, baby. See why rollerblades, why you need a helmet? Because sometimes you fall down and go boom. Yeah, and that was a weird (laughs) choice on their part because they didn't need to do that because Christopher Walken wasn't picking people based on their ability to, you know, fight and do stuff. And that doesn't really, that doesn't have a lot of payoff. No, but that was seeing how attached he was to his daughter, which you assume most dads would be no matter what, just out of default. But that, and he's just a regular guy, not to the point where he's throwing punches or causing a huge uh, public distraction or issue. But he cleverly solves the problem yeah. kind of subtly. So I don't know. I think we're drilling down a little too hard on it. But he sees, oh, he loves his kid. He'll obviously protect her. There you go. That's our guy. And so they put him in a van. And Jason, as a father, I'm sure you can confirm this for me since I don't have children. But if... Anybody, whether they show me a badge or not, came to me and said, ma'am, and then picked up like one of my nieces and walked away from me. Oh, no, me I'm with going them? to prison. If it, oh, if it yeah. is a cop, if it's actually a cop, I'm going to prison. That is a an expedited yeah. way to get murdered. Yeah, I don't no. care who you are. You don't pick, and no authority figure is going to do that no. either. So they're no. not going to walk away with your baby. That's unheard well, of. And, and the good thing is that since I'm 
you know, armed pretty much all of the time. It would Me have been too. Like, it would have been like, okay, well, you guys go ahead and go to the van. I'll be right behind Turn you. Turn your back. That's yeah. super convenient for me. Absolutely. Uh, like, don't walk away with my baby. No. The, the weird thing about the movie that I wasn't really expecting, and, and I, I'm glad it went this way because, you know, otherwise you wouldn't have had tons of interaction between Johnny Depp and Christopher Walken. But it's weird that he tells Johnny Depp, you're going to take a cab. You're going to go to, and the name of, it's, that is actually the, the name Bonaventure of the Bonaventure Hotel. The Bonav- that's actually the name of the hotel. Um, it's like the Marriott Bonaventure. Okay. Uh, and it was all filmed. That's why I recognize yeah, the carpet, was, because there's a Marriott here in Atlanta at Dragon Con. Oh, the marquee? Yeah, yeah. and they look, okay, I was like, I'm getting you such Dragon Con vibes from yeah, this hotel. <laughs> if you haven't been to the Marriott Marquis, uh, if you ever come to Atlanta. like It's if, delightful. Uh, if you if you know like if you have like a, a a legal matter and you've been a for some reason you have to go to downtown Atlanta. Oh yeah, because um, normally it's if you're being held cool. hostage, you're being you know blackmailed by Christopher Walken. If I ever get blackmailed or held hostage, Atlanta Marriott Marquis is where I want to be. It, it is one of the most fascinating pieces of architecture. <laughs> it is, and it, it's it is it, you couldn't find a more science fiction building I mean, it's been used in and if it was, you've seen the hunger it was in the games, hunger games yeah. yeah it's been used in a ton of stuff yes many many movies but I, um i think it was there was a star trek connection to it also i think i don't doubt it because especially um, the carpet that they got rid of that they actually sold piece by piece yeah. because the dragon connors were so obsessed with it <laughs> well when um, you go in and you look up it you feel like you're inside of like the this hr geeger sort of creature when you look up inside the almost place. like a yeah, it, like an weird. atrium for uh, like a menagerie for birds yeah. like it's yeah. it's really cleverly designed but uh that's not the hotel in this movie but it, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's the yeah. one in atlanta yeah. that we're talking about but they so here's the thing though what i was saying is so he says take a cab you go to the bonaventure you know he gives them all these here's some cash you're gonna need cash because the taxis you know um, but then he just follows behind him in the van. And I it, wrote about that. Why didn't you just drive him over there and get, and get out? Beyond that, so <laughs> you I parked wrote, the van in front of the fucking hotel. I wrote by one thirty because uh, by one thirty Johnny's little girl will be killed at twelve twenty seven. I've already determined that given the amount of effort spent shadowing Johnny and harassing him to kill the governor, it would be infinitely easier for Mister Smith to perform the assassination himself. Because yeah. he's literally oh, yeah, never totally. more than like 10, 15 feet away from Johnny throughout yeah. the movie. So it's it, your face is already in the crowd. You could easily be blamed for yeah. shadowing the would-be psycho that's going to assassinate the governor. When you have all these people who are protecting you, you, you know, the security detail is compromised. You know, literally spo- spoiler alert, in on it. The, bad, <laughs> the bad guy is the obvious. If you watch this movie, and we're going to spoil it, but Hell yes. if you watch this movie... The first person that you see that you go, he's the bad guy, he's the bad guy. Oh, yeah. There's no it's like, her, huge it's twist. It's the governor's husband. It's, it's uh, yeah. they try to make it into a twist. Um, and so I thought it's it was really going to be, not, I thought it was going to be the campaign assistant. Yeah. Uh, and Josh said the same thing. We were watching it together. He goes, oh, she's bought off too. Because uh, so what happens, hindsighters, Johnny is kind of dragging his feet literally and figuratively because he obviously doesn't want to kill a perfect stranger. He doesn't want to take a life, but it's his daughter at stake. And ultimately, he does come to the conclusion, I'm going to do whatever I have to do. Like if uh, his plan ultimately, because he tries so hard all day to avoid the murder, but he basically comes to the conclusion that he will kill the governor if he absolutely has to. Well, 
He does. You're right. He does. At the end, after actually telling the governor, here's the thing. They kidnapped my kid. Yeah, I'm being I forced will, into if this. If you don't solve this, I will have to kill you. Yeah, I don't have a choice. Um, uh, but which is dumb because they're obviously going to kill the daughter anyway. But he doesn't There's do no. It. There was no fucking way. Well, that the they one were, twist that ended up yeah. being helpful was the lack of signal for the walkie-talkies because they obsess yeah. about them throughout the movie. So Christopher Walken, the parameters are the governor must be dead by 1.30. Uh, and yeah, but that didn't even, make any difference. It makes because they it are, did make a difference. They had already said, "If I don't hear from you, I'm going to kill her." And Roma Mafia was going to kill her, but so, the shoe the shoe shine <laughs> guy distracted her and made it so she couldn't kill the girl. No, but I know. But the radios were irrelevant because Christopher Walken wasn't going to call and go let her go. That you know, that's a good point. <laughs> he was that, never going to make that call. She no. was dead. In fact, I'm well. They needed her alive so she, she could do the proof of life thing. Yeah, the walkie-talkie was literally for threat. Yeah, like that was the whole purpose of it was Your to wave this, it in Johnny's it face, be like, "Hey, I could make the call at any second. And yeah. it's like, well, all right, if you kill his daughter early, then once again, he's lost all motivation. I, I had a hard time, by the way, watching this and not imagining that this was Ed Wood being because <laughs> this is a similar era uh okay. ed wood i don't remember what year ed wood came uh, out this one came out in 95 uh ed wood came out uh after uh, yeah i'll have to look but but i had a hard time not imagining ed wood being blackmailed by christopher walken but he'd be so much more cheerful about it like well sure is this gonna be filmed like what Gee. <laughs> well golly <laughs> He'd be so chipper about Eddie, it. Eddie, help me. Eddie, I'm so broke. Let me kill the governor. <laughs> um, They're going to kill Bela Lugosi if he doesn't kill the governor. <laughs> now, see, that would be high There's stakes. your movie. There's your song. Uh, okay, so Edward came out in 94. And okay. this came out in 95. And yeah. I wonder... This is such a a John Grisham type movie that like Brad Pitt would have been in yeah. or... Uh, I, I this is not a typical Johnny movie no, at all. No. I wonder if it was sort of a reach where his like publicist or whatever was like, all right, enough of the weird Tim Burton shit. Time to yeah. do something more mainstream, Johnny, to make that paycheck and do something more normal. I mean, he was he still had the heartthrob look and everything going on still in, oh, the, yeah, in the early yeah. mid 90s. He hadn't quite escaped the 21 Jump Street fame and really established himself as the king of weird. So. Uh, I think that's what this movie really was. It was more of a reach. Well, I mean, John Badham was a successful director. Still is. Uh, I think he does mainly TV now, but but like a lot of it. But he did uh, War Games. That cab is from the 1950s. Uh, no, it's not. That's what's so scary. That's what's so fucking weird about watching movies from the 90s and looking at like police cars and, and, and cabs. And you go, wait, that that isn't right. That's a cab from the 50s. And, oh, and it's here, like, no, it's not. It's from the 90s. So you were saying Badham's a good director. And I, I, I agree with you. I they think did, did short, a good job, short circuit. But I think the writers kind of left too much on the table with this movie. So this, for instance, I thought the cabbie was going to be more relevant because uh, so Johnny takes a cab to the Bonaventure. And he's got his Gene Watson CPA cards. And he's trying to write a help me note to the cabbie, like saying, hey, my daughter is being held in this van that you can see through your left window in the taxi. Oh, my God. And he's trying to reach out for help in the subtle ways that he can, even though Christopher Walken's four feet away from him the yeah, entire well, and, movie. And, and that's that's another problem with the movie, which I did like. And I'm going to say that I actually really I enjoy, enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. But the whole time, Christopher Walken is being both a complete asshole, like a horrible asshole. Yeah. But he's also incredibly forgiving 
Because like every 10 seconds, Johnny Depp is trying to get somebody to help him. Yeah. And Christopher Walken finds out. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah. well, he doesn't find out about the cabbie. So that's why I thought well, that was no. going to come full circle in the cabbie because it's it's a tense moment. And you see Christopher Walken, you know, watching menacingly through the back windshield and Johnny's writing a help me note. And the guy uh, takes his money because uh, Johnny does use some of that helpful cash that yes, Christopher Walken handed yes, him does. for the cab. Wow. How and, cheap was that? Three fifty. <laughs> yeah. You cannot. You can't not get ninety five. That wasn't cheap. Uh, Three dollars and fifty cents for a cab for, to go 40 feet. Well, there's a minimum fare. Okay. But <laughs> it just just to turn the thing on, they charge you like seven bucks now. Oh, really? And I, then it's then they add the miles. I think I've it's oh, crazy. I've been in a taxi yeah. like less than a handful of times in my life, so I don't know. Really? Uh, yeah, I've oh. never really had much. Re- I've lived in Georgia most of my all of my life, so you're not uh, missing much because they 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 suck now. Uh, yeah, because they've got screaming TVs. Um, oh, like gas station pumps? God, yeah, I hate got, even filling the, my yeah, car they've got up the now gas station that. pump TVs. Ugh, yeah, that's they're, horrible. They're miserable. That sucks. But uh, uh, the point of that was that so Johnny fills out the help me uh, note card, and then the cabbie crushes it, like folds it with the money, and puts it in his pocket because another fare jumps in. He's like, "Hey, I'm going to the airport," and so you just it's like, "Oh, he's so close. He almost had somebody to help him." But you think that the cabbie was? I thought he was going to go to the airport, drop that guy off, and then like start counting yeah, his like, money. Like, he was going to be like. Oh my god! Yeah, I thought he was going to be Argyle type. Yeah, I thought he was going to like realize, oh, that guy was in trouble, and then come back and circle around. At the very end of the movie, yeah, no, he he did nothing. But 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 the guy in the lobby who I think was on Babylon Five, I'm pretty sure he was he was uh, he was one of the guys in Babylon Five. But of course um, you do. But he comes back full circle because he kills Inspector Kramer uh, at the end. Um, he kills Bill Smitrovich, who is a great I'm actor. So lost right now. <laughs> Bill Bill Smitrovich plays the uh, head of security, who is compromised. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you've seen him in things, but he his best role was he was in the um, uh, the Timothy Hutton adaptation of the Nero Wolf books that they did on Annie. He okay. played he played a character God, named Inspector. In, oh yeah, Timothy Hutton, great. Who's not canceled anymore. <gasps> Yay! He apparently the Canadian. Uh, I, I actually looked this up because I watched a Nero Wolf the other day, and I said, "I wonder if Timothy Hutton's still canceled." Oh, uh, what did he get canceled for? Somebody claimed a an, oh a sexual an assault. Oopsie. Yes. Oh, yeah, but, I really uh, hope that's not true. Well, apparently it was investigated, and no charges were filed. Yeah. So hopefully that means I, I Timothy that Hutton means is not canceled. Yeah. Because um, I do love him. I, oh yeah, yeah, Timothy Hutton's great. Um, yeah, so, okay, the head of security you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, uh, Bill Smitrovich, but sure. he's killed at the end of the movie by the guy you see in the beginning uh, in the lobby who works at the hotel and who is eventually sort of roped into things by the real I hero. I didn't realize that the guy killed him because yeah. he's the one, like, wheeling the food around he pushes, for the events and He stuff. pushes the, the cart and it hits Bill Smitrovich and it knocks him into the electrical panel, which... Somehow, somehow, I missed that. <laughs> but really? I, I, no, I knew he made contact with him, but I didn't oh, yeah. see. It. Oh no! You know what? Because then That's he's right. like it's looking in, like the Austin Powers hallway. Yeah, <laughs> and he, yeah. Because because the guy he uh, I, I, and he's I, like I, just getting zapped against the wall. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So okay, yeah, the head of security dies, and um, I thought so. The writers really did leave too much on the table with this movie. I thought the guys at the bar were going to be relevant too because we spend so much time with them no, and we hear nothing. them talk. So. You that find... was that they were there just to establish a little bit of character about the governor. Yeah, and the, which was that most of her uh, 
constituency at this point or anybody really thinks that she's gotten too liberal. There was actually kind of a racist quote where uh, the guys at the bar are complaining about the governor. They're there to see her big speech toward the afternoon because there's like a buffet. There's It's like a parade of events that she's doing at this hotel. And the guy at the bar says the only people not on her staff are the ones lost in the rainforest. Those people don't represent you and me, man. Like, And so they've established that they don't like her. And so apparently that's the reasoning behind it. And you think that this might go deeper, like, oh, it's like a, a some sort of group that doesn't like her. They they don't like her policies. Maybe it's something like that. No, it's her husband. Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> it's just her. No, it's her husband's yeah, yeah. like uh, contributor. <laughs> well, that's that's the weird thing, because there's a character who is credited as Mystery Man. Who uh, who. No repercussions happened to him. No, you see him. He walks leave. away. But here's the thing, though. That whole thing with him being the mystery man didn't work for me because I misheard a line. Um, there's a line where the husband is, is you know, talking to the governor. And he's like, I'm the one who's got to go out there and fix all this mess with all the broken promises. And he says something about the mayor of Los Angeles. And I assume that guy was the mayor of Los Angeles. And that's why he was in there. Oh, uh, maybe. No, he's not. He's, then, he's, no, I mean, I was wrong. I was completely wrong. I was about to say, I don't wrong. think he is, because he would be out yeah. in the public eye and everything. But. So I just I just assume, oh, it's the mayor of Los Angeles. But then I look it up. I'm looking at IMDb later, and he's he's credited as Mystery Man. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. <laughs> well, oh, well, then. Yeah, it made sense before, because I didn't get it. Okay, so this is the first part where Christopher Walken is not this, lax with Johnny, because... We uh, need to talk about this, this scene, though. Do tell. Because this what is a get? scene in a glass elevator... And he wanted him to murder the governor in a glass elevator where literally everyone can see them. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. That glass elevator was was uh, in this shot. You've got Johnny, uh, Christopher, Christopher Walken, Walken, the governor, the, her assistant, the director, the cinematographer, the camera operator, the focus puller. They were all <laughs> in the there. Biggest with, elevator ever. Well, no, they were, they were literally all crammed in there and they had eight uh, Kino flow uh, lights. Uh, filming it so you wouldn't get any reflections and they were all crammed in this tiny little elevator so they were dying of heat stroke um well the aquino flows don't make a lot of heat oh okay um no but even just that many people oh yeah no yeah in a glass container and here's another guy the photographer the photographer who is he in on it he's gotta be he's gotta be the guy yeah uh he like signals to the bad guys like oh look there's wade or uh, watson excuse me going up in the uh elevator and so he kind of screws johnny over a couple of times and you see him taking pictures of him and clearly keeping tabs on watson but it just no uh so here's a pivotal character that we've just now passed and it is mr shoeshine Oh, yeah, the hero of the movie. Yes, absolutely. The veteran with a wooden leg. And that comes full circle along with wing, wingtip shoes. <laughs> so little comes full circle in this movie. Um, like uh, the walkie-talkies, uh, that was a full circle thing. Um, uh, even They even set up some moments like later when the governor does discover that her husband's betraying her and he's in on the murder plot for her. Uh, the reason why she knows that something's off because Johnny gets a moment alone with her in her suite and he's dressed like a hotel worker at, like a bellhop or something and he comes into a room gun you know out like saying I'm going to kill you this is going to happen there's a plot try and reschedule the speech governor they're not going to let you do it 
you'll see it's like a pivotal thing. And then a few minutes later, when she follows his advice, when she's talking to her husband, she goes, oh, you know, uh, Brendan, which you can't trust anybody named Brendan. Oh, my no, God. No, you can't. She was like, Brendan. Except Brendan Small. He's okay. He's cool. <laughs> she says, Brendan, uh, I'm having some, you know, intestinal issues. Uh, I, I think I'm going to skip the speech. Maybe and- Brendan Gleason, but I. I don't know. Could go either way. Uh, but she's like, I'm having some stomach issues. I think I'm going to pass on this speech, and he won't let her do it. Okay, and... the governor's got diarrhea. <laughs> Sorry, we're late. <laughs> Running down the gutter with the a piece governor's of bread pooping. <laughs> oh my God, there Santa he goes. He's not Oh pooping. shit, there he goes. Oh, he left. <laughs> oh, damn. But uh, so. The governor realizes, she's like, oh, yeah, can you send uh, my assistant in here? I want her uh, for some rewrites on the speech. <laughs> no, and she is alive she's elsewhere. Very, she's busy being alive somewhere <laughs> <Yeah>. else. <laughs> she's just so full of life that I sent her out on an errand. But that's the moment where the governor, <laughs> so the assistant is killed by Christopher Walken before all yeah. this happened. Which was disappointing. Yeah, I liked her. She was a good character, and she was trying to help Johnny out of this pickle that he finds himself in these days. And <laughs> I think I go pickles. You just plop them right in. <laughs> really, lit. this is great. We can do, we can uh, without Adam here. We can yeah, just, left, we can so make we're so many Bob's Burgers jokes. All right, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So the assistant's been killed by Christopher Walken when Johnny was attempting to get the assistant on his side. So she mistakenly thinks that she can trust Brendan. She can't. She takes Johnny up to the suite where the not mayor of Los Angeles and uh, Brendan are staying. And that's yeah, that where you find so out. that made so much more sense to me. And <laughs> that's where you find out that they're in on the plot oh. because she was like, oh, Mr. Governor's husband guy. Uh, oh, my God. This guy <laughs> the is first the first gentleman. This guy has been <laughs> roped into murdering your wife. And so Christopher Walken then comes in because Johnny keeps thinking he's found some sort of home yeah. base, some sort yeah. of source of safety. And he keeps getting screwed over because right. it's it goes higher and higher and higher. And so Christopher Walken walks in and kills the poor girl. And so yeah. when the governor's talking to Brendan saying, I want to reschedule my speech, he's like, oh, I sent your assistant out on an errand. And it's a it's almost like a freeze frame moment where she's like, oh, you sent my assistant on an errand. And that's when she knows that her husband betrayed her. And I'm like, but they didn't lay any groundwork for that like oh brendan has his own assistant he never uses mine like even right. in a lazy way they yeah. didn't do that That's there was funny. no brendan never sends my assistant away at home <laughs> <laughs> oh governor i speak jive yeah, <laughs> yeah so. and it but, but the thing is though the whole movie is just basically just waiting for charles s dutton to save the day um yeah and, and he does oh big time he's because he saves the movie. Yeah. He saves the day more than Watson does. Well, because it, it's an interesting movie because it doesn't have a traditional three act structure. You know, you don't have. No. The, it's a lot of repeated stuff, too. Like it he is. Goes to the, he repeatedly goes to yeah. the shoe shine. He repeatedly goes to the bar. It, it's weird because it's, it's an hour and a half movie, not quite an hour and a half, but it was it too long kind for of, what it was. It feels like it was too long. Yeah. I actually thought the whole time I was thinking, okay. <laughs> And this is unfair. I, 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 the, no, it's unfair criticism on my part. But it felt... Oh, Adam oh, came back for this. Okay. Oh, there he is. Because <laughs> uh, I, I kept thinking, He's it's listening. sort of a TV movie. It's sort of a 90s TV movie. It definitely movie, is. And that's not... But it's not, though. Would you like to know what the budget versus the box office was? Oh, God, what was the it budget? It was dramatic. The budget had to have all gone pan, to pan talent. The budget was $33 million. Damn. 
Do you know what the box office was? $33? <laughs> Close. $8 million. Okay. Yeah. Huge flop. Then. Huge flop. Huge. And it, there's no reason for it to be a flop. I, it had the formula. It had the names. I will tell you. Walken, like, it, and this was 1995, and we're, so we're still in the era of Hindsiders where you're like, oh, it's the new Johnny Depp movie? Yeah. I'll go see it. The new well, Christopher, Christopher Walken, Walken movie? Yeah. I'll go see it. That's two generations of people that are going to come and see that movie, the, minimum. The thing about movies, though, is that- What's the thing about movies? Particularly back then, they when theater sales were a big portion of your, your take- Mm-hmm. It all came down to wanting to go see the movie more than once. You had to have an audience that was willing to go see it multiple times. And I actually think, in a way, the movie was too good at accomplishing its goals because... Oh, no, the Western Bonaventure, not the Marriott. Okay, it's the Western, sorry. Okay. But still, Atlanta um, vibes, yeah. regardless. Um, but the the there uh, goes the Ghostbusters Ectomobile. Did you see that? What <laughs> he was just driving down in downtown L.A. on okay, the bottom I, left I, when he leaves right, the hotel. I'll, I'll, so I'll, keep I'll, an I'll eye I'll out. Roll it back and see. Uh, bottom no, left. But, but what I was going to say is the movie the movie is is kind of too successful in doing what it was intending to do. Right. Uh, because it's so it's just, it's like stressful. Ectomobile. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, there this what no, I'm telling you. That's what cars looked like in the nineties. Um, Christopher Walken. He's going across the street. Christopher Walken is so evil, and he's so just constantly like watching it. You, you're uncomfortable the whole time. It to the point you, where you want him dead at the. end You want of this him movie. dead. Yeah. The whole movie, you're just I can't wait. And I will say, and Johnny's gotta kill him. It can't just be. Oh, oh no, Johnny's gotta kill him. He accidentally dies yeah. or he falls to his death. Nothing yeah. like that. Johnny's gotta kill him. Uh, and uh, he does kill him. Yes. And it's okay. It's not it, satisfying. It's not satisfying. It's not. I wanted to see Johnny Depp beat the crap out of him and oh, kill him yeah. with a stick. So I, you know, so Roma Mafia went down harder than Christopher Walken. Yeah, but she didn't die. Uh, no, she got knocked out. She got and knocked presumably out. Arrested, Pre- presumably arrested. Presumably, yeah. Uh, but because you know, police uh, converge later. But uh, this is a pretty good. This is where she really steps up her game because Johnny does sneak out in the middle of all this. He crosses the street. He opens the van door, and Roma Mafia is behind the seat where his little girl's laying down. Yeah, and she's pressing something against the back of the seat, which you can only assume is a gun. And she has a whole speech of, "Well, if it's a twenty-two, it might make it through the cloth. It might hit her in the head. You know." cause some injury it might do this now this kind of gun will go through her will go through the engine block will go through the guy down the street and josh was like none of that would happen none of that would happen no and also it, the movie does this was a classic 90s thing that i don't know I, I would love to know what movie first established this trope but there was a thing in the 90s where the guy holding the gun on the hostage would say if you shoot me it's going to make my gun go off. And like the reality oh, is if Johnny, no. had, if Johnny had just put around through her face. Do I, people not know how guns work? Well, I don't think that they treat them like firecrackers, yeah. like as yeah. if, if this gun goes off and your gun is right next to it, there's going to be an explosion. Yeah, it, <laughs> and it, it's sort of the logic is like, well, if you kill me, it's going to make my, my hands going to contract and I'll pull the trigger. And no. I'm like, you know what? You've got a gun to my kid's head right now. I'll I'm take, fucking killing you. Yeah, you're going down. I'm I, I, I'm taking the chance. I wouldn't have waited I'm killing for the you. speech. Nothing. No. I would have just popped her in the head, and it would. But then the movie <clears> would be over. If they so. had done that. He just shoots her. Come on, sweetie. Hey, free van. <laughs> Let's go to your mom's. Christopher funeral. Walker walks out. <laughs> what? What? 
What? Where? Where did he go? You're dying all wrong. It's it's. What are you doing? <laughs> but he. You. You. Do you like your dog? I'm gonna take your dog. <laughs> kill, the kill the governor. Right? Do I have another gun? Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> it's oh, and the marching band featured prominently throughout <laughs> this movie. It's very. Yeah, it's kind of strange. That you, you hear them like forty thousand times. Oh, another Dragon Con vibe because they've got a similar like little plaza area it's just a cement like we get it you've got area. email <laughs> but no this is where people hang out and take their photos at dragon con such dragon con vibes maybe because it's august because <laughs> it's a hotel <laughs> well and it's august it's, it's, it's almost dragon yeah. con time there's but, bill smitrovich by yes, the way yes and this is where you start security. to find inspector kramer yes this is where you find that all like how much higher up because it starts with Christopher Walken and you think he's an outside source, but no, he's connected to the security. <laughs> yeah, everyone's security's connected to the hip bone and well, hip bone's connected to the governor. That's like, what doesn't that's what doesn't make any sense. Everyone's in on it. Except the governor and her assistant. Right. Those are the only two people who were not in on this. So you've got and this, somehow yeah. they all got that past them. And it's like you're gonna do all this maybe just you know, cut just the brakes on her car. Just kill her. Don't make it a big thing when you. Well, got... Christopher Walken at one point is literally stand, or he's in a room overlooking this auditorium, waiting for Johnny Depp to kill the governor, and he's going to shoot Johnny Depp as soon as he kills the governor. Yeah. But why couldn't Christopher Walken just shoot the governor and leave? Because no one's going to stop him. Yeah. It, it literally security's bought and paid for. So yeah. Who is who? The hell is going to stop you? Like, and security is bought and paid for, which we discover because Johnny's having a tense moment where he's in line about to be metal detected, and you see the security officer click the power off of the metal detecting wand when he goes over the pocket where Johnny's got yeah. his gun. And that's when Johnny starts to realize, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I might be outnumbered. Yeah, it's sort of the, the flaw of the grand conspiracy movie. Yeah. Uh, because, and I think you could do this back in the 90s, but we've become a little bit maybe too much too cynical because it's sort of like with the kennedy assassination one of the big flaws in the whole grand conspiracy of the kennedy assassination is don't you think at some point somebody on their deathbed would go oh by the way yeah maybe you know like, like uh, or hey some of the uh you know nazis are finally giving up some information well i mean every, eventually <laughs> eventually everybody's yeah somebody's gonna spill the beans yeah some, one of them is but that's fine for the right Th payday that's I fine because you're not watching it for that you're watching it you're watching it, I was watching it, just to get to the point where Johnny Depp killed Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. That was it. That the was movie the understood whole... that, though, because they yeah. saved that to the very, very end. And uh, it's funny because they they're... tease it, though, in a kind of cheap way. Yeah. And before the governor comes out on stage the first time, because she's got, like I said, it's a parade of events. So Johnny was supposed to kill her in the ballroom where they're having a buffet. Then he showed up late for that, and Christopher Walken's almost like a, a discouraged event coordinator. He's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Okay, so like the, we've got an entire schedule <laughs> yeah, of things it's to choose so from. Uh, so next, she's going to be here. And so Johnny's now trying to kill her during one of her other speeches. And then there's like some big, huge speech that she's making yeah. at the end of the day. See, I would like to see a movie like this know. where the twist, because, you know, okay, the beginning of the movie... You see, uh, you know, Roman Mafia and, and Christopher Walken, and it's they're like very, very good. Like, I want to know like, more like, about you know, their relationship. Like, like you know that these two are stone cold killers. They've done it a million times, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? Yeah. I would like to see the twist be 
where the Johnny Depp character realizes at about the beginning of Act Three <clears throat> he can hold one of them hostage against or, the no, other. No, 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 no. Where they're just they're not actually as good at this as they seem to be. And they're I can, not. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. But like, where it's like that's the thing. Where like, wait a minute. No, fuck this. I can beat these guys. I'm just a normal dude. They're not that much better or smarter than me. I'm a smart guy. He I'm going to fuck them. He does realize that, and he starts hearing it from other sources, too. So the first time it happens is he grabs Christopher Walken's walkie-talkie as if that's going to change anything, like you said, because the girl's dying at 1.30 regardless. Oh, yeah. doesn't so matter. he throws the walkie-talkie away, and when he realizes for sure that security is bought and paid for is when... Security comes over and hands Christopher Walken <laughs> yeah. a, another of their infinite walkie-talkies. He's like, I don't have enough of these. Quit doing that. <laughs> so, also, you know, walkie-talkies operate on sort of, I have a ham radio license. So one of the things I was going, I really I, I really hope that they're like, I'm just imagining like like somebody in housekeeping, like cleaning a room and the mm -hmm. radio she has. Housekeeping. And like starts to go off and she's like, oh, no. <laughs> I know. Hey, they're going to kill the governor. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's the whole hotel staff. So Johnny's got all the, the staffers on his side eventually. I know. It's like the Muppets. It really is. It's like Rizzo and all of his friends. It's, are... <laughs> it's amazing because they all. The, Get him. For some reason, the shoeshine guy is like they're de facto leader yeah even though he shoe shiners don't typically work directly for well those. he's he's, he's a disabled vet yes and he works and, in the lobby of the west end yeah and and you kind of get the impression that he has this very over-the-top kind of like jokey folksy attitude and you kind of get the impression that that's his way of coping with whatever the hell happened to him he lost his leg like you know he, he I got the impression that he was sort of a very serious guy who had done some serious shit. And now he's just sort of like, hey, I'm going to be folksy and friendly. And that's how I deal with, you know, all it's this bad stuff that's in my head. That um, and it earns him a living and gets him tips. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, so he he ropes together all the hotel staff and he's like, hey, this guy's in trouble. We've got to help him out. So it's it is very John McClane and. Uh, it's it's very it's, like it's very the John Goonies. and Al yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that too yeah uh, but Al is the one who like hey Mister he thinks he's crazy at first he's like what's your problem throwing dead bodies off the Bonaventure no not really <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, the veteran is sort welcome of welcome to the party my friend the veteran is half deaf yeah and that's what saves Johnny and sort of gets them in cahoots uh, because <laughs> Christopher Walken falls for the dumbest ruse in history it's a ruse you big dumb idiot because uh, he sits next to Johnny and he's like why do you keep going to the shoe shine guy over and over and over yeah. again as if that shouldn't be triggering alarm bells and Johnny's like oh don't worry about it uh, he's deaf and so because the shoe shine guy thinks that Johnny's just ape shit yeah. and he's like okay what is this guy on about he's nuts but then he hears Christopher Walken very much explaining, oh, yeah, we're going to murder this lady. Yeah. Oh, he's deaf? Okay, well, in that case then, so when we commit this felony... And he has this great dad joke where uh, he's like, two bucks if it'll suit you. And he goes, it does not. I remember when it was two bits. <laughs> it's just yeah, shaving, a haircut, there's not a, a shoe shine. There, there are a couple of times when you can almost tell that it's a Christopher Walken ad lib. Because oh, yeah. there's one part with the shoe shine guy where um 
Christopher Walken sits and he hands Johnny Depp the radio. Mm-hmm. And this is after Johnny Depp had thrown a radio away. He's and, proven that he cannot be trusted with the yeah, radio. Yeah, well, well, he hands him the radio and he just, uh, and I, I don't know why, but I kind of laugh because he's like, here, don't throw it away. And it's like, a <laughs> like Tina, you lose that, everything. That was not in the script. Christopher Walken <laughs> just did that. Uh, and I hope he did because it's, it's a great line. It you is. It, it's but he's and I wonder if one of my favorite lines of his in this movie was ad lib because when he first takes Johnny hostage and uh, starts threatening Lynn, uh, Watson tells him, "You're out of your mind." And Mr. Smith responds, "What's your point?" Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. I think that was the best one in the whole movie. Well, he like, doesn't get a lot of snappy dialogue. You can tell that they tried to yeah. make him that guy, but it didn't take off. See, what I would have loved is if the Christopher Walken oh, character taking me hostage. Oh no. Um. Because there's a part where he says to Christopher Walken, like, you know, he's explaining about this guy that he loved. Yes, that I he, actually that have he, that. That he killed. A and he's black like, Irishman. Yeah. But he's like, if I if I could do that to somebody I love. I have it. I'll make gravy out of your little girl just to season that black Irish cocksucker's meat. Yeah. And, well, and the <laughs> point, the, 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 but the point of it is, he's, he's saying this is somebody I loved. If I could kill somebody I love, imagine what I imagine what I could do, what to, I could do to you. And I would have loved it if, at the end, Christopher Walken was a complete fucking fraud. And John, it, it, to me, that would have been so much more interesting if Wait, it would have been mean like there was no black Irishman. Yeah. Oh my god. Like if it had just come down to the fact that, like, wait a minute, you're you're a fucking nobody. You're a fucking con artist. Well, you get you that know? vibe. I don't think they felt the need to hammer at home because you get the vibe. Uh, I think it was the head of security guy where he was like, "God, you're the one." Oh no, maybe Brendan. It doesn't matter. But they were like, "You're the one who had to get all creative and kidnap a guy off the street for <laughs> yeah, this crap." Exactly. You couldn't have just shot her in the face. Yeah, like, the they guy, get frustrated with him too. Yeah, because he says, "Hi," he said, "I said high powered rifle." Yeah, Shooter. from a distance. One done, yeah. like, out of there. No, but no, 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 no. I have a much better idea. And I thought, like, that's another thing that could have come full circle that didn't. Because uh, before he dies, when I well, actually I think when Watson shoots him the first time, because he shoots him three times. Uh, but he, cause he said, oh, see, I told him I'd make a murderer out of you. Like, and, <laughs> a killer. Killer, whatever. Yeah. And I, so oh. there was clearly some story going on there that they could have taken advantage of in the script where, like, w- maybe they showed it where they're like, Mr. Smith, you don't need this big yeah. elaborate plan. And he's like, I'll bet you. <laughs> but yeah. No, but nothing. no, it's not there. And I actually thought, you know, it would have been great, just fucking awesome in that scene. Christopher Dude, Walken, yeah. he's been shot by Johnny Depp. And he says, I told them I could make a killer out of you. And how awesome would it have been if Johnny Depp had looked at him and said, what makes you think you're the first person I've killed? That's and then just so... pops him in the in the fore. And then the whole movie is different. That's so fat, man. Do you really think you're the first person to and, try? <laughs> and all of a sudden, the whole movie would sort of make more sense. Sequel. Well, and then you've got a yeah. series. Well, I'm glad you said that because I was watching this thinking, the this, main bad guy got away. It, it felt like it felt like a pilot. Yeah, it did. It honestly it felt, felt like, like a pilot. Tarzan in Manhattan. Yeah. It's set up for another story because you've got this guy. They're not going to make a sequel, you know. So it feels, you know, why let the mystery man get away? It's kind of a nice touch, but it because almost then he could have been the John McClane type character because if he's a killer, like maybe he was the guy who was sent to throw a wrench into this plan, and yeah. he just knew the things to do to get picked, and it's just this. Even more elaborate ruse, you big dumb idiot. Right, and yeah. So then, you know, the main bad guy gets away. Oh, Johnny's not still Brian alive. Cranston. 
<laughs> yeah, John, the poor man's Brian. Yeah, the po- dollar store, uh, dollar store Brian Cranston. <laughs> the Poyos Hermanos. <laughs> yeah, Brian who is Cranston. who is the governor's husband? Is dollar store uh, Brian Cranston? Yes, uh, that's not fair. He's a good actor. He looks like that. Brian Cranston and Greg Kinnear, and um, who plays? Uh, oh, uh, and Gary Cole. Gary Cole. Yeah. Yes, you <laughs> yeah, know where yeah. I was going oh, with yeah. that. It's the hair because <laughs> he's dressed exactly like Lumberg. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Here's the thing: We're, you're going to kill yeah. somebody, and the police are involved. Do you want pizza? Yeah, where's my assistant? Yeah, how she's many on an errand. He, he could have pulled a total Gary Cole and be like, how many walkie-talkies do people have? Yeah. <laughs> would have been amazing. But the poor assistant, this is where she dies because she she thinks she's saving this poor man. She trusted him. She went out on a limb for him. And, oh, man, remember when 90s women's clothing actually had pockets? No, that doesn't happen Well, anymore. look, I, I've said for ages the height of women's fashion was in the, the 90s. 90s yeah but and, she's you know, not was, doing the, the courtney cox sundress with the white no i just mean just in general you yeah, know i it mean it's a good time 2020s pantsuits no pantsuits mm. back then were better looking absolutely i gonna say it. the onesies that women are running around <laughs> in these days they call them rompers but they're onesies it's annoying but johnny and we haven't gotten in this moment yet it's about to happen uh and i had to mention this because i wrote it down just for you jason johnny has a hypoxic hallucination yes yes he does because uh so christopher walken comes in oh no i didn't make it to a safe zone everybody's in on it and christopher walken starts choking johnny the f out really really hard and so johnny starts hallucinating and you're meant to think that it's not a you know not a hallucination oh yeah running through the hallway it seems realistic for a second and Which is kind of kind of cheap. I actually didn't like this. I didn't either, but yeah. uh, I I came full circle when I realized yeah. it was hypoxic. So uh, Johnny's getting choked out. He ends up falling over the balcony and almost falling. Well, he to kills his death. Christopher Walken. Kills in Christopher his, Walken. In his... No, but Christopher Walken keeps appearing. So yeah, it's like a yeah. bad dream. It's like uh, Carnival of Souls yeah. because you think you've gotten away from the bad thing, but no, it just keeps chasing you over yeah. and over again. And I I don't know. I, I felt like it was sort of just that scene didn't. Do anything. It didn't service the plot. It was kind of interesting, but that then was when a lot like, of this movie. Yeah, it, it it definitely could have been. That is such a wig. It's yeah, so it's painful a, yeah. that that's a wig on Christopher Walken's yeah, you head. You know, that's fine. You know, the mustache is real. We haven't even talked about the mustache. Oh my god, that it's epic glorious. Mustache. I mean, Christopher Walken has one of the best mustaches ever. And uh, thank God the, that no one else can shoot in this uh, hallucination because they're... Well, they can't shoot in real life either. That's true. Uh, yeah, nobody who actually is accustomed to a gun can even mark Johnny. It's really funny. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he looks like... when he After Christopher Walken comes back from the dead, he looks like... Uh, shit, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Rooney from Ferris Bueller. Uh, Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> he looks like Jeffrey Jones. A little bit, yeah. When he's had the tar kicked yeah. out of him and he's yeah. riding the bus yeah. at the end of the day all defeated. <laughs> I'm defeated. But he throws Johnny off the balcony. So Johnny Depp hallucinated the one-liner that Christopher Walken said after he threw him off the balcony? Which is? <laughs> I don't even remember. Oh, man. <laughs> but I suppose, yeah, because this is in that cheap falling effect yeah. where he's oh, just yeah. like, uh, and clearly there's like a background. Time flies. Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. What kind of a shitty movie would use that as a one-liner? Many of them. Sorry, I was just staring at Daniel Craig. <laughs> you know you Rachel know, Weisz is somewhere on set you know what you did oh my all right that movie sucked oh wow um, <laughs> so on that note do we need to take a break yes we do we okay do. well hindsighters we will be back in one second and we're back 
Hi. And uh, we're up to the part where I think Christopher Walken's going to go, are you going to see the president of the Chase Manhattan Bank come out and uh, that, tell me? No, uh, that would be Catch Me If You Can, Jason. Oh, okay. Is this the one where he talks about the watch up his ass? Uh, this is the one no, where he goes into also. a fallout shelter for 40 years. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, the, in the 50s. <laughs> yeah. What what Christopher Walken movie can we connect to this to make it make... <laughs> to make it work? Yeah. Um, Sleepy Hollow? No. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. it's, it's the Headless like, Horseman. Yeah, this was a, his life before he became headless. No, this is after. So he's reincarnated. In hell? You know? And he keeps <laughs> oh, coming back. Yeah. Okay. Except like he's that. not very good at it. Well, he wasn't really very good at it back then either. I Johnny mean, Depp beat him then, too. Speaking of good, isn't the <gasps> show just so much better with just two people in it? I know. I was actually about to say, you know, the, <laughs> Worry. The, yeah, the flow <laughs> I, is so much, it's easier to light, oh the, my the camera works better. It, life is just simpler yeah. when there's only two people around. Um, yeah. But what are you going to do about that? Oh, my God. Hi, Adam. <laughs> oh, um, hey we, were, we were just talking about you. <laughs> hey, Carino, what's up? <laughs> uh, welcome back. We missed you so much. You should uh, call him and see if you can get him in. <laughs> Oh my god. Let's see if we can we could just Bluetooth let's, them on. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, give him a call. Let's see. All right. Uh, All Mr. Right. Brown. Let's see if he's around. <laughs> and let me see if, This is uh, some inside ba- baseball stuff right here. <laughs> Do I need to put him on speaker or Yeah, tr- well here, let me see. Bluetooth is connected too. Do do do. Do 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 do. <laughs> See, okay. <laughs> Exciting so be, days so, of radio. All right, so okay, so it's it should be paired, theoretically speaking. All right, is it ringing? I can't tell because it's it's connected to your Rodecaster Pro. Road, Rodecaster, road. 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 Isn't that Rodecaster? Oh know. my God. Jesus. You see what I have to deal with. You're the sound equipment guy. <laughs> I'm the Here, talent. You talk. I'll try to get them online. I, I can talk all you want. Uh, so we're in the lobby of the Westin. <laughs> I'm just going to narrate. There Johnny's we go. Johnny's making about his fourth or fifth trip to the shoe shine. Okay. Oh, did uh, we get. All right, he I'm hung a, up on me. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna call I heard him back. that. I'm going to call him back now. We'll see. I think we'll see he if it rings. Hear us, so he was trying to stay on. Here, let's see if it rings. Mr. Brown. It says it's paired, so we should be able to. Oh. Oh, here we go. Hello. It no, it's well, about to reach Adam Brown at Gene Ah, darn it. That's disappointing. Well, if he calls Poo. us back, we'll see. All we, right. We well, tried to we, involve you. We did our you. best. Yes, we did. So yeah, he'll um, call back in a few minutes, I'm sure. Uh, without question, because uh, he stayed on the line, I think, unless it just didn't connect. But I don't know. I think it was his voicemail prompt uh, on the Rodacast. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we've gotten to the point where the shoe shyness is deeply involved in the plot yeah. now. He's we're, gotten we're all the full hotel staff. T- we're full on toy soldiers now. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, we're, um, you know, Louis Gossett Jr. is going to get involved. I don't think Johnny's as good of a fighter as Sean Astin, but no, you know, Will Wheaton's going to get killed. Uh, after they call him a WAP, it's going to get make, very emotional. Boy, that would make the movie. That would make every movie better. If Will Wheaton got pick killed, any, pick any movie that did, that wasn't any good that sucked that you hated, and, kill and just, Will Wheaton. just yeah, Prometheus. Just cut in Will Wheaton getting shot, well, and I, all of a sudden it's like, hey, you probably won't remember, but when I was on vacation <laughs> a few months ago, I sent you guys the poster for a horrible like uh, monster movie about this like lab altered snake and it was eating people kind of anaconda style because it was gigantic yeah. and it, it killed will wheaton <laughs> and i was like jason would love that so yeah you're just proving my that point. works for me 
Absolutely. Because he's a complete twat. Uh, oh. Moving on. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I had nothing to do with that portion of the evening, but yeah, yeah so like, wait, hang on, I love this express detail with how they press shirts. Well, yeah, they show this thing where it's like this montage of people doing laundry and it's almost like it's establishing. Are they going to somehow make Implement weapons this? out yeah. of, the, you know? Like, Is it I going know to be useful? Do. Absolutely not. They, no, they no. do. None of this has anything to do with They anything. make full circle comments with no establishment, and they establish so much stuff without making it come full circle. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It makes no sense. Yeah, it's aggravating. It, it is kind of weird how they do that, especially with the whole, like, with the line. Like, I told them they, I can make a killer out of you. Because I don't think that. that was actually in the movie. Well, it's the 90s. Everybody That's what I'm 90s. saying. Uh, well, at this point, Johnny was 32. Two in '95, yeah. so uh, yeah, he's a little younger than I am now, and he looks awfully sharp. I if if, if there had been a movie made in about '98 with Johnny Depp and Jennifer Connelly, it would have been you just, and I would just watch it on loop I together. Mean, that'd be it. <laughs> that, it'd be you know the be height of entertainment. Great. I don't even who cares what it's about. Pirates of the Dark City. Who Pir fucking cares? <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. Pirates of <laughs> yeah. Pirates of the Top Gun. Oh, that's what they should have done. There's your song. No, what they should have done is when they made The Rocketeer, Johnny Depp should have played The Rocketeer. That would have been... That, that would have been, been awesome. awesome. Yeah. But before we leave the uh, the Top Gun crossover, uh, came from. <laughs> uh, it's okay. We don't have to explain ourselves or qualify our time to our listeners. But uh, I have a story for you and Adam. So I hope he listens to this episode okay. because it involves Top Gun. Apparently, Miles Teller, the kid who plays Goose's son in Top Gun Maverick, baby Goose. He baby Goose. All right. Um, Should have been Ryan Gosling. Uh, no. <laughs> oh. God. Yeah. I was so bad it actually yeah. took me a moment. Oh God. But uh, <laughs> what's good what's good for the goose is good for the gosling. Yeah, they should have called him Gander. Oh God. Anyway. Anyhow, uh Miles Teller apparently experienced something that happens to a lot of pilots. Uh he broke out in hives or something when one of the planes landed and they took him to the doctor, got his blood tested, and he had like actual jet fuel. In his bloodstream. And so he comes back to set and Tom was like, hey, Miles, you OK? Like, what'd they find out? And he goes, oh, Johnny, there's there's jet fuel in my blood. And Tom Cruise, without missing a damn beat, <laughs> goes, I was born with jet fuel in my blood, kid. And I was just like, oh, for the how, love of God. How great is it that we are living in a full blown Tom Cruise renaissance? Oh, it's awesome. It's, I, it's amazing. It's like it's, <laughs> the it's, greatest living actor it's not is as, now Tom Cruise. It's not as good as Robert Downey Jr.'s because there wasn't like some devastating fall where there was sympathy involved because yeah, Tom just yeah. went crazy with Scientology and. He got a little iffy, whereas Robert, you wanted to- I don't to, know, you man. Were, you go back now and you look at some of the shit Tom Cruise said years ago. And I'm in love with Katie Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Jumping up and down on Oprah's couch. My God, you dramatic well, fool. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if I'd been in that position, I probably would. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. Most of course, it would have been more like, I got a date with Katie Holmes. Yeah, most men would have, but- uh, uh, at any rate, I had to fact tell you check that implausible. I did, so <laughs> <laughs> that is simply not likely. But we're at the pivotal moment where Johnny finally gets access to the governor and confesses the plan, which is relatively easy. Yeah, uh, yeah, they just take him up the you know the speakeasy elevator <laughs> that you know yeah. the public doesn't he, use. He gets a key and he does you know they didn't do the thing where he knocks out you know a Nazi and takes his uniform. Right. Uh, they they didn't go that direction with it. <laughs> it wasn't um, that. 
They they made passports out of jam. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're gonna hide yeah. behind the kibbutz. That's Where the new he? entrance to the governor's suite. Oh, also back in the nineties, it was kind of annoying for those of you who are younger and you you weren't in the nineties. It was one of the most irritating. You'll probably remember this. It was so irritating how every time you looked at a clock, it beeped. It didn't beep just normally, but every time you looked at a clock and yeah. it, and the minute changed, it made a beep sound. And most people don't realize that those um, non-analog, those digital clocks actually sort of ticked. Like you could hear them if you were quiet enough. Or, or also computers in the 90s. Anytime you did anything on, on computers in the 90s, they beeped constantly. Yeah, they you made know? It was very annoying. Noise. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot better nowadays. It is. Know? Like I saw some a meme to that effect where it was like, Oh yeah, back when uh, cell phones first became popular, I spent like ninety dollars on ringtones, and now in twenty twenty two, my phone's been on silent for the last ten yeah. years. Do you, yeah, you you remember that paying for ringtones? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, I remember paying for songs. Yeah, for ringtones. Oh, I got I got you know some Metallica on my phone now. Whenever somebody calls, it plays it back so, in black. It was oh. so worth that ninety nine cents. Here, listen to it. Beep, 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 beep. I remember beep. having to work really <laughs> I paid two dollars for that. I remember having to work really hard to record Peter Griffin singing Rock Lobster on Family Guy to be my voicemail. And yeah. I was so proud of it. Some people loved it. My mother hated it. Yeah, moms it, it hate that shit. Awesome. Yeah, moms hate that shit. What if an employer calls you? Well, then they better appreciate a good sense of humor, mom. Death to America. To you. And butter sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Rock lobster, but yeah. So Johnny, uh, he's had about forty thousand chances to kill the governor. So you can tell that he's definitely against the idea. So yeah. that's that's good. But his but, hair still looks good. Oh, his hair looks fantastic. And you know that was the weird thing. It, it's funny because I was about to make it, you know, sort of a, the normal joke. Uh, you know, ah, uh, you know, the whole movie. But their hair looks fine the whole time. But they actually, most of the actors did the entire movie with almost no makeup. Really, it was all very minimal. They I didn't really. Know this. That's why it's strange that it cost $33 million and then had to just be salaries. I'm guessing it, it was mostly salaries and set because if they're actually using the hotel, which it seems like they, they did. are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They filmed yeah, the, yeah, okay. pretty much the whole movie then was I would say that, yeah, it was probably very costly to use that hotel. It's a good example of... Oh, uh, Lynn has bangs. Those were popular in the 90s, Hindsiders, for oh, those yeah. of you who don't know. Yeah. Yeah, she's a regular small wonder, <laughs> which was an 80s thing. But you know, Well, yeah. she's just a cute little 90s kid, yeah. and she's got her teddy bear. And you think the teddy bear <laughs> might be a full circle thing? I've had no. nightmares about sitting on the toilet and Christopher Walken trying to come in. <laughs> I mean that's that's literally that's literally something that wakes me up at you, night. You're taking too I'm long. I'm trying to poop. Can I'm you, trying. Can you get the hell out of there? We we've got dinner reservations, <laughs> got, Jason. Wash your hands. That was great. So Johnny comes. So, but it's on, only there. On. To, we, yeah. we haven't filled them in as to what the hell is happening. So the way Johnny got up to the hotel suite of the governor is that uh, the shoe shine is convinced uh, the one of the catering guys in the hotel to swap outfits with Johnny so that he would look like a hotel staffer. And so meanwhile, this poor staffer is is sitting there pretending to take a number two, and, <laughs> like an uh, epic in, in number two. Yeah, because it mean, goes on for like forty five minutes, and he, so he's sitting there in Johnny's clothes. And there's this huge moment where they treat it like there's high stakes. Uh, I guess the guy who's posing as Johnny would have been killed if the I, th stalls I, I'm glad all the way open. I'm very, very glad that I, you I, had the same reaction I did. I made a point to ask you about that because I was like, what were the stakes there? Were they just going to shoot the other guy who was taking well, a dump? Well, no, exactly. Like, were they going to see him in there and go, we just figured out uh -huh. that you guys swapped costumes and we... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's yeah, just seeing another man in there would not have helped them piece together that Johnny just no. blew up their plan. No, like, it really wouldn't have. So once again, the the script has so many holes in it. It and really yeah. So much setup fine. with then, no payoff yeah. and so much payoff with no setup. So uh at any rate, the governor is finally, you know, trying to convince her husband. I don't want to speechify this afternoon, and she does discover that Gary Cole is in fact yeah. betraying her. Yeah. So because he does yeah. send her assistance, I'm going to need you to errand. go ahead and do that speech. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, it's like yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's Brian Cranston Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Gary Cranston Cole. Um, no, it, it it's. <laughs> I love it. It's it, it's uh, Sergeant Basco. <laughs> I don't want to do my speech you know, today. I'm it, tired. It is amazing how long Gary Cole has been a part of sort of my own personal zeitgeist. The dude had a TV. I mean, he's been doing TV since the '80s. What did you first see Gary Cole in that like tipped you off to liking him? Um, the first thing I saw him in that I liked there was a show called the. I was about to say because it can't have been Office Space. Uh, and no, that's what no, no, most no. people know him for now. I, I will. I will. There was a show called. It was you, called show your work. Do your research. So, yes, we reached the pivotal moment. The governor realizes that Brendan is part of the plot to murder her. And that's there's so many people like right now he could kill her and blame it on somebody else because they're alone in her hotel suite. It would be so easy for him to murder his wife and get away with it because the only witness who's in the other room is the other guy who definitely wants the governor dead. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know if it's just a real like rigmarole of people who don't want to get their hands dirty doing this damn thing. But it should have just been Christopher Walken first thing in the morning. Because uh, and the, I got the, it. I got it. Oh, it, you it, do. It was a show. It started in 1998. It was called Midnight Caller. OK, I have no idea and, what the show is. It, it, I think it was in like two seasons. It didn't last very long, but it did. It did get renewed at least once, and okay. it was Gary Cole played a guy who was a radio. Uh, he had a radio talk show thing, but it was like late at night, and I remember he had like a headset, and he would kind of pace around, and Good it, pe morning, people Vietnam. people would call in, okay, and they would they would tell him like, well, you know, I got this, you know, like there's this thing going on where this guy's, you know, he's murdering people or whatever. And those were the good episodes. A lot of the episodes were like, you know, Cole emo, em, em, well, no, a lot of them were more like, you know, uh, emotionally, you know, like, you know, oh, somebody has AIDS. Everyone has AIDS. You know, and it's AIDS, like, AIDS. yeah, th those were like, wow, that's really, yeah, get rid of those. I want to hear about the murder ones. You yeah. Know? And it was a really it cool, it was a really cool concept. Okay. You know, and so, yeah, so 88. Yeah. Oh, so the I, year was, I, was I was like I was nine years old. I was first zero. Time I, saw I was now, a little baby. The first time I saw Gary Cole and and thought he's fucking awesome was when he was on a spinoff. People don't realize this. Gary Cole was the star of a Babylon Five spinoff called Crusade, where he played the captain of a ship. And he has that look. That's the thing about Gary oh, it's, Cole. It was great. He's such a brilliant character. Oh, actor he's the best. Who he's, can, yeah, Gary Cole's like, a genius. blend in everywhere with minimal effort. So, like, he's Ricky Bobby's dad. He's Sergeant Bosco. He's the boss on Office Space. Oh, he's, he can do anything. He can do anything, but once again, yeah. with minimal effort, he doesn't have to, like, change his face or wear a mask or change he his could hair play, color. He could play Queen Elizabeth II. He could. <laughs> and it would come across, and you'd go, hmm, I... I respect I, the yeah. attempt. 
Gary Cole's Queen Elizabeth, but by he far also, the best. To that end, he's got the looks. <laughs> Way better than Helen Mirren. He's just about got the looks of, <laughs> you know, a leading man, too. So I could see him starring as, like, the captain of a ship in his own oh, yeah. series. But I can also see him as Ricky Bobby's dad getting a bucket of yeah. water thrown on him. So, or I mean, Harvey, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Yeah. I can you know, see yeah. him as just about anything because he's so talented. <laughs> I love that we've that this movie, the it's conversation the about Cole this podcast. movie, yeah, is, is is a conversation about this Gary week Cole on Gary Cole. Uh, yeah, so we've reached the crux of the movie. So what happens? Jason? The denouement. The denouement. Well, he's told the governor, "Look, if you come in, if you're in here, I'm going to have to shoot you." Because, you know, my little girl, et cetera. And he's it's reached, almost... He's reached his boiling point where he was like, I've done everything that I yeah. can do in good conscience. Well, he tells Christopher Walken, and it comes across as totally believable. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go kill her. He says, I'm going to do what I yeah, have to do. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he's given the governor ever an opportunity. He's tried multiple times to save her. And yeah, this is definitely so the Westing, because they've got those cement spiral stairs, uh, too, that they were just walking yeah. down. And those... The spiral stairs come full circle. Are you quitting on me? That's all right. Adam will stay with me. But um, yeah, so Johnny's in the ballroom. That was a pretty bad joke. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> You're not. Are you unsupporting Kill me Kill him. <laughs> shove him. Shove us down his throat. <laughs> Darth Jader seems to like making dad jokes. She must be corrected <laughs> what do you mean Killed. <laughs> you're a mean little Wait, nightlight if you're good coochie Kobe, who's he <laughs> well i don't want to say you're but... a mean little co-host jason <laughs> i uh, thought i could use something buttonish about you <laughs> <laughs> so brendan gary cole is up on stage and he's while making... dick cheney is watching yes uh, he's making the worst i was gonna say jokes. evil dick cheney but you don't actually have to do that i mean did <laughs> you this just say guy... dick cheney at least this guy didn't <laughs> shoot anybody in the face that's true dick yeah this guy so far as we know has not shot anybody he's in with on a, a murder shotgun plot and he still hasn't shot anybody in the face and uh, never got us involved in a war in iraq or afghanistan so moving right along uh but brendan is saying just the worst husband jokes ever where he's like what can i say about my wife that i'm not gonna pay for later this afternoon <laughs> <laughs> he does it multiple times and it's just cringy bad and johnny's waiting for his moment where he has to go up and shoot the governor and what does he do instead because he just now heard the pivotal line which was that but it doesn't make any yeah i know the pivotal line is for the walkie-talkies the walkie-talkies aren't gonna work meaning christopher walken can't call the kill order for roma mafia to murder his daughter but even in the movie roma mafia specifically picks up the radio at the appointed hour and says she's like it's 1 30 i'm gonna do it i didn't hear from you. okay i didn't hear from you i'm gonna go ahead and do it time to murder the kid and so yeah she is and it's lucky that because johnny points out to the shoe shyness he's like and this is before he even has the guy on his side he's like listen and this is what the shoe shiner really thinks he's crazy because he's like yeah. Um, no matter what happens to me today, no matter no matter what goes down, uh, remember there's a little girl in that van, and so the shoe shiners just like what? And, yeah. Uh, and so he ends up I just sort kept of imagining Forrest Whitaker from Rogue One. I don't know why. You know, <laughs> I just like, I can actually <sighs> see it. Uh, yeah, I, you got to give him a Forrest Whitaker eye. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> see we do a little community with our bob's burgers yeah. um and so yeah the shoe shiner he actually goes out and confronts roma mafia because he remembers johnny telling him there's a little girl in the van and her life is at stake 
And so he goes out, and it's all this ruse where he's like, I'm going to give give you a nice windshield shine yeah, yeah. and clean up classic your car. Classic 90s. And, yeah. Very classic 90s uh, shtick. And they do, like, this movie was what? It, was, it had to be rated R because they say fuck, like, twice. I, I actually got the impression that they said fuck just to get the rating. I think so, because other yeah. than that, because Christopher Walken could have been so much more, like, lewd and uh, just horrible well, to yeah. Johnny. Uh, just... Uh, speech wise but roma mafia is the only one she says like get away from here i'm not paying you and he's like you're really gonna you know cheat me out of a doll and she goes fucking a and it's just so shoehorned yeah, it's like you don't so it's you don't need so it. crammed in there and and it, it's funny because even back in like in the 90s it was a known fact that if you made a movie that wasn't very box office you know good mm-hmm. you didn't want the r rating you wanted a PG thirteen, right? Because so then kids... the teenagers would go see it, right? If you were gonna do the thing where it's like, oh, let's get an R rating, you know, uh, you know. Well, they might have thought like I think they might have relied a little too hard on Christopher Walken and Johnny drawing in the initial wave of uh, attendees. I think that's the problem because, like yeah. I said earlier, that's two generations of fans you've got because Johnny's established by 1995. People know who he is. Oh, yeah. Is. Yeah, totally. Like, even if you've got teeny bopper girls coming in watching to watch this movie. Well, did he... He got nominated for an Academy Award by that point. I think I think Ed Wood, didn't he get a nomination? Um, that's a good I, question. I, I, don't, I don't know for sure. But, I mean, even if he didn't get the nomination, he was the star of a Tim Burton movie. And Tim Burton in the 90s was a really, really big fucking deal. He was. You know? And, you know, no, Johnny wasn't even uh, it looks like that Martin Landau. Yeah, that's true. Martin Landau for supporting role. uh, Martin Landau, Golden Globe, one uh, one of the greatest acting jobs in the history of of cinema was Martin Landau in that movie. Oh, fantastic. Um, Yeah. I'm so broke. Uh, But yeah. Help me, Eddie. (laughs) So Johnny does not shoot at the governor. Uh, Christopher Walken's in a little window booth uh, waiting for Johnny to shoot at her. But instead, Johnny shoots uh, Christopher Walken, or tries to shoot Christopher Walken. Never going to make that shot. Chaos ensues. Best best marksman in the world isn't going to make that shot. He came close. He broke the window. He hit the window, yeah. From over like 50 feet away and 20 feet down. So that was impressive. But what the governor finally, like, I guess it sinks in, even though Johnny tells her, try to reschedule the speech. They won't let you. And then she (laughs) she knows that her husband's doing wrong. But then when he thinks she's been shot, uh, one of her... Uh, like aides or her security guard that isn't bought and paid for runs and shields her and gets shot in yeah. his uh, vest. Well, yeah, which you know, it, oh, which no, is... he gets shot in the arm and protects her. But and so her husband still stupidly thinks that she's dead. Doesn't check just, for a pulse or anything. He's just like caressing the top yeah. of her head and he's like, oh. Honey, uh, your big heart is the reason why this happened to I, you, I, or I something know. like that. And she just wakes up and goes. <gasps> Well, and, you know, it's funny like because it's a surprise. Yeah, he does one of those things that if it was written in if, if Shakespeare had written it in a play where oh, a been... bad guy, a bad guy would have just confessed upon seeing what he thought was his dead wife. No yeah. one would have said, well, come on, man. But she didn't get shot. But, and... he, but they do it in this movie. And it's like, dude, 
<laughs> in the watch okay there's some setup like i guess that was back to the nick of time thing and because this we didn't even talk yeah we about didn't even it. talk about that the but, intro to the movie yeah. is like five minutes long because it's still the 90s when you do that yeah. uh when the which intro, i'm fine with yeah i liked it well you and i came up during that time where the yeah. intro you knew it was going to be all the credits in the beginning yeah uh nowadays they don't really do that but it was all these creepy clocks including like a little bear clock with a cat huge creepy oh was it a was, cat or a bear? uh no you're right it was a bear okay yeah, and it was a bear. either way it was almost Tim Burton-esque and they made a huge deal out of uh, who conducted the music for this movie because well, they it was, mentioned it was, him a lot you know the, the whole thing was Christopher Walken is using time to control Johnny Depp and the weird thing is you see the watch fly off Christopher Walken's when hand. Johnny jumps down the stairs yeah. because he does jump down the stairs on him and that does come full circle yeah. he tackles him they fall down the watch falls off of his wrist yeah and it's sort of like okay well that that worked because it's sort of symbolic of you know well now Christopher Walken no longer has this control over Johnny so that that worked right but then they do a weird thing where the mystery man walks steps out of the hotel the and, he, and he's it's very deliberate he steps and he completely destroys the watch maybe because he's like the puppet master controlling the whole plan but I, when he steps on it i don't know i'm i think i'm reaching <laughs> yeah i i don't i don't know that you are i think you're on the right tr it's the only interpretation yeah, because I mean, once, he's pulled the plug. One, yeah, he gives up and leaves. Uh, but this is the fight scene. Fight scene. We're gonna have a fight scene. So earlier in the movie, the why shoot, did she shoot him in the leg? I don't know. And it just happened to hit him. It's, imagine in how pissed. Imagine how pissed off he would have been if it had hit him in his good leg. Seriously. Oh, now I need <laughs> another a, wooden leg. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like he, like shoot him in the other leg, and he gets really mad. Like, <laughs> god damn it! <laughs> this was unnecessary. But uh, earlier, so the one one of the few motherfucker. <laughs> one of the few payoffs is that uh, he mentions. Uh, Johnny Depp's wingtips, and he's like, oh, these are quality shoes. You can't go wrong with a good wingtip. Aged like iron. And he mentions uh, his wooden leg. And so yeah. uh, those things do come full circle. So now Roma Mafia is fighting with the shoe shiner. She shoots him in the leg so he doesn't get hurt because it is his wooden leg. And then she's tackled him on the ground, and you think he's going to lose, but he grabs the gun, they grapple, and then he smacks her with his broken wooden yeah. leg with the wingtip in the face. And he's like... Love me a good winged. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and he kisses it too. Yeah, which is weird. Okay, so here's here's the problem I have with the Johnny Depp, Christopher Walken sort of dating mall at the end, right? <laughs> yeah, it's an R-rated movie, and I, I'm not saying that I like I love gore in movies. I know you don't actually, <laughs> but it's not very satisfying. Like no, it's not satisfying. He whatsoever. shoots Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken gets a blood spot on his on his shirt. Mm -hmm. And then Johnny Depp shoots him a couple more times, but there's like not even any more blood. Well, there could have been payoff once again to that moment because uh, Christopher Walken, when he's talking about his black Irish friend that he killed, <laughs> he makes a big point out of mentioning that he's a black Irishman. Like, I don't know why. But well, like, the screenwriter probably thought he was being so clever. I guess. You but know. Yeah. Um, Christopher Walken does make a point out of saying that he shot that guy three times just to be sure. You know, Once in the uh, eye. Yeah, once in the eye. Yeah. And then I shot him two more times. I know. I almost wanted to say, you know, you probably didn't need to, though. I mean, it was, it, that actually was excessive. Yeah. Like, if you shot him twice and then shot him in the <laughs> eye. Even Josh, when Johnny was shooting Christopher, he was, uh, after, like, time number two, he goes, oh, well, now it's murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, thanks, babe. What a good interjection that was. Well, that's why, like the Dalai Lama says, you know, two in the face, 
Wait, shit, what is Two it? in the head, you know they're dead. Okay, two in the head, because uh, what's the other one? Uh, two in the chest, the face gets the rest. <laughs> I've, I've never heard that, heard one. that one. I've heard that one, too. That's a new one for yeah. me. Yeah, the Dalai um, Lama talks about this shit all the time. I didn't know. But yeah, yeah. They, I get, they tried to space it out a little bit too much, so Johnny does actually beat on Christopher Walken a little bit. He jumps down into the stairwell, and he and Christopher Walken are kind of flailing and fighting each other, And but there's no satisfaction to that either, because there's no. no there's no grace. There's no like real intent to it. There's no know-how. He just jumps on him, yeah. and they roll down the stairs, and then Christopher Walken somehow beats him to the van yeah so that was a little confusing that didn't that didn't clock either um, I, I i think if it had been more of like a liam neesony sort of thing and i hate to say this because again look you know violence movies storytelling you know the greeks did this centuries ago you know they understood you know there, there are certain things you do in in storytelling mm-hmm. that that makes your audience leave feeling satisfied one of it is the whole catharsis thing you know where mm-hmm. You have a character who goes up against odds and just beats the crap out of the bad guys. You know? Yeah. And it's the catharsis. You know, you feel like you've been Especially fighting the bad guys. when you make such a meal of the bad guy's good time torturing the... Yeah. Yeah, or the bad guy torturing yeah. the good guy, which Christopher Walken does throughout this movie. Yeah. And so you're ready for Christopher Walken to die at Johnny Depp's hand, but then they have that... It was a pretty typical action movie thing where, okay, they put Christopher Walken down. That's it. But then there's this convenient bullet hole in the back or the side of the van <laughs> yeah. where Roma Mafia is. Uh, and the, she's defeated. The day, yeah, the day yeah, is not won. Yeah. Nothing that they needed to there's be done There's no value is done. to killing the girl at this But point. she's trying to. Yeah. Uh, so fortunately, the shoe shiner smacks her in the head with his wooden leg slash yeah. wingtip shoe, kisses his shoe. Great. And so she can't kill the girl, but for a second you think she's going to until yeah. the shoe shiner comes and saves the day. I think that would actually been it would have worked more for that if she had seen that her boss was was out. Yeah. And the plans go and she should have tried to escape. And then yeah. and then Huey should have gotten her tr- Was that no. his name, Huey? Yeah, I, and I only know that because I just oh, saw it in the, the credits. credits. Yeah. Okay. But I think that would have worked better, you know? Maybe. Um you know, I, I'm sort of thinking back to like, okay, serious, uh, similar time period, like uh, Patriot Games. Yeah, because she, like, the thing is, you you don't have the same hatred build up for Roma Mafia oh, as I you did. for Christopher Walken. Well, no, because I it, hated it, it might have been different if she was mean to the little girl and, you know, denied her things. Like, because sometimes you see, like, uh, like even in, you're going to love this comparison. In Why Ace, did the $100,000 pyramid get a special thanks? Was was there any point in the movie where the 100,000, did know. I miss that? I don't think so. I think it must have been cut, but they probably. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. Was there a scene <laughs> where Christopher Walken was on the 100,000? That's what his appointment was for. Oh, Johnny Depp was supposed to be on the pyramid. He was game show. Ah, because we literally don't. It <laughs> Random credit. Because it wasn't super clear why he was in L.A. Like he do, In the cab, he does mention, like. Oh yeah, my uh, my wife had asked for a divorce. I I'm the here, new manager of Binnigan's. I was here for a funeral, so you don't. <laughs> yeah. you, I'm. I don't know. I must have missed something. But either I, way, yeah, they're I in think LA. I did too. But with Roma Mafia, she doesn't like torture the little girl while she's watching her. She doesn't deny her anything or fuck with her. Like like in Ace Ventura when they were like throwing the football at the dolphin and making yeah. it uncomfortable and yeah. like scared. And I was like, okay, those guys need to come up. And Snowflake yeah. didn't do anything to those guys. Roma Mafia didn't do that to his little girl. She's yeah. like, okay, sweetie. Okay, honey. Like, let's play a game or you go to sleep. Oh, no, I, I wanted that bitch dead. I mean, bad. I, I, of, I, I wanted her dead. Not as yeah. I didn't want her dead as bad not as, bad as, as I as, wanted. No, not yeah, clearly though. not as bad. 
But I was you thinking, mess with Johnny and you're going down. Yeah, because I was. <laughs> it's, it's okay. She, she discovered. <laughs> it's okay. The entire planet is on your side. No, this. isn't isn't that I a good feeling? I don't know. I don't even <laughs> want to act like a, it was like a platform for me because you remember this. I said how sad I was when I realized how publicized that court case was going to be. I was like, this is going to ruin so much like oh yeah and it, it violates their both of their privacy like i don't i yeah. at the end of the day it's just a horrible violation of their privacy and some shouldn't of the, have been televised i tried to avoid it as yeah. much as possible because i knew i was going to hear things that were just going to potentially ruin johnny for me and some of the texts that came up during he's a that human court being he is he's, and that's what i have yeah. to tell myself i'm just like you know what she's dragging him through the mud she's trying to ruin his life but some of the things he was saying well, about her i was like oh jesus that's it's, rough it's like frank herbert said the worst point in a man's life is when he realizes that his dad is just another person yeah you know and, and that's a, it's a good lesson you know you realize people are just people well and, but what i was going to say though about patriot games because i was thinking like oh yeah satisfying every man versus trained bad guy kills and mm -hmm. you can do it quick because in patriot games it's a very I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen no uh well i'm gonna ruin it for you do it um i dare you scene bean or sean bond however you want to say his name um rodicast yeah <laughs> which i hate because i love i love sean bean he's I like what, he's sean one of my all-time favorite actors i want to put him in a happy yeah. movie where nothing happens i know wouldn't it be great to see him in a movie where it's like he doesn't die a horrible yeah. death Every, and he's good and he's he's got a dog that doesn't die yes, yeah. everything just yeah. give him a great it's a good news daily <laughs> yeah and he's like helping people and being you know awesome he was actually in a series um there there uh i want to no, i want him to be in a movie where he's still he plays himself and he, he gets cast in movies where he doesn't die. Yeah. I want him to be in that movie. <laughs> See, it's, it's the Sean Bean show. Yes. Uh, no, but Sean Bean uh, movie, in, in Patriot Games, he plays a bad guy. And there's a very, they do a very quick kill where Harrison Ford kills the bad guy. But it's it's sudden, but the nature of it. Because they're basically, it ends with them being on like a Zodiac boat and they're fighting. Mm -hmm. And Harrison Ford um, takes Sean Bean and, and I don't remember if he pushes him or if he like falls on him. But there's a boat anchor Ooh. behind Sean Bean and you've got the two, you know, the two blades of the boat anchor sticking up. It's, it's you know, lashed to the to the deck of the Zodiac. It can and, be quick. And, like... and, he, and he does. And he just, ah. But it's so, it's so horrible. To oh. imagine falling back oh, on a boat thing. anchor that it it you get the catharsis. Same thing you know? in Disney's Tarzan. <laughs> I, I knew you were gonna laugh. Uh, laugh you should, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because Clayton, for those of you who have not seen Disney's Tarzan, I'm gonna ruin that for you. So spoiler alert: Clayton, the guy with the gun that Tarzan imitates, like he associates the sound of a gunshot with Clayton. Clayton hangs, snaps his neck at the yeah. end of the movie, and you don't see it. You see his shadow right, yeah. being cast against yeah. the trunk of a tree, but it's so lightning fast that some people were like, oh, my God, when I was a kid, I didn't even notice yeah. that. And it's horrifying now because it's it's 
a blistering because it, reality. Because it, it gets you. You know, you've got a you've got a human reaction to it, but as it's opposed over. to like. And he's a very bad yeah, man, and he yeah. was hurting all the animals, and you're just but snap, and it's over. So I'm <clears> agreeing <throat> with you. It can happen really quickly and still be satisfying. But which this, is it's actually interesting though. In Patriot Games, the book. This I, was like we ran out of money paying the Weston, and we, we don't have time to yeah. do like a lengthy death scene for Christopher. No, it's, it's actually interesting though. In Patriot Games, the book, the uh, Sean Miller doesn't die. He just gets arrested. And That's it's like, not satisfying it's, it's at like, all. It's, I think it's like two books later, they just mention in retrospect that he was executed. He was convicted of murder and executing with a gas chamber. Huh. And it was like, but you know, so you can do it different ways. Yeah, you, you can. can get the satisfaction different ways. But I think in a movie like this, and I know people, you know, look, the Taken franchise I'm not going to defend it as great cinema. <laughs> revenge porn. It is. It's, it's ring, straight up. Ring. Yeah, it's straight up revenge porn. Yes. But that does work. That's why that movie made a billion dollars and the whole franchise is they're up to like the fifth one now. And that movie was more tightly formulaic. Like nobody's really yeah, there for yeah. the character development. They're not really concerned if Liam has any sort of you want to see him hurt conflict. bad guys yeah he doesn't have any, any conflict does. emotionally yeah. or otherwise about yeah. murdering these people he's straightforward that's what he's there to do whereas this is a lot of johnny hemming and hawing and oh i don't want to do this and him it's almost, ed wood it's it's real, that's what i mean yeah. the, the whole time it was like it was watching ed wood and it's realistic <laughs> yeah. as to how a, a real person would do this he wouldn't really get into a fist fight with christopher walken he'd be like okay i'm going to the bar uh introspection uh, uh yeah. oh i'm gonna duck into the shoe shine yeah it's more realistic and so it's a little more boring it, it is and i think because they're you you could have done it in in different ways it would have been more interesting like if you have uh, you know i would have liked to have seen it where Maybe about act two, middle of act two, beginning of act three, mm -hmm. where Johnny Depp says, you know what, asshole, I'll kill your governor. I'm going to go have a drink first. Come with me. No, we got no. And that's fuck, where there's fuck some you, sort asshole. of dramatic turnaround. Yeah, fuck yeah. you. Let's We're go have so a fucking drink. You, and I. <laughs> you know, and like sitting there, Johnny Depp, I wanted to see Johnny Depp having a drink with Christopher Walken and have him say. I'm going to kill you before this is over. Yes. And tell him. Like, have that moment. Establish Like, I'm going to kill somebody, and I don't know who, but I know I'm going to kill you. You're going to be one of yeah, them. Yeah, you know? And, like, I think that's what it was. It was missing. Well, it's, the, it's retrospect, you know? Like, I didn't have the idea for this movie. Somebody else did. And now here I am watching the movie, thinking of different ways it could have gone. Right. And it's not really fair. Well, okay, you know. to to that end, because we do have to wrap. So uh, yeah. before we go out to Seinfeld, which we, I guess is going to be boring, straight, straight fives, fives, yeah. Because I discovered this movie, like I said, you know, pittering around on or pattering around on uh, Amazon Prime. So uh, that it was fun. I liked it. It was a nice romp. Mr. Uh, Brown, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen this movie before, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> He feels self-conscious. He's not going to know. See, he's Bobby. Gonna, he's going to think we're making fun of We're not making fun of him. It's the, please, it's the voice from Bob's Burgers. He takes this too seriously. He would have to, see, this is see, why this he's got to watch. you should watch your Bob's exactly. Burgers, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. It's what Bob does to, you know, his friends that actually he cares far more about than his family. No, don't take me off camera. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We'll explain it to him later. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, so uh, I guess a fun way to round this out, Jason, would be the recast game. 
Ooh. Or is it almost too easy to recast? Oh, Gary Cole, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gary Cole yeah. is Christopher Walken. Oh, God. Recasting and Ryan Christopher. Reynolds as Johnny Depp. You know what? You know um, what? I'll tell you right now. I did it. I'll tell you right now. Ryan, re- remake this movie. Ryan Reynolds in the or Johnny t- Depp role. Tom Holland. Because he's he's America's kind of sweetheart right now. He's who, the world's who's sweetheart. Loki? Who's Loki? Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Holland the- is Spider-Man. Eh, yeah. Tom Hiddleston in the Christopher Walken role. He could do it. Because who's, I mean, who is like... Menacing. Who's a menacing 2020s actor? I think... Uh, well, you said 2020s, but uh, I think Alan Rickman could have made it a oh, better absolutely. movie. Uh, like, even with the same writing and the same lackluster He would have just been script. Hans Gruber, though. Uh, he's Hans Gruber, <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. Gruben. Uh, no, I don't think so. Shoot the Van Glass. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, I'll get you whatever your name was. Gene John, Watson. Gene Watson. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I liked I liked Christopher Walken doing Oh, it, he's so. fantastic. But your recast game. So I said Ryan Reynolds and Gary Cole. Uh, Ooh, you took Ryan Reynolds. Now I don't know. I know. That's your go-to. That's why I took Ryan Reynolds first, because that's like every time you recast something. Who? Uh, um, okay, somebody who oh, is- John Krasinski could be Gene Watson. Okay. So Jim from The Office. Okay. Uh, he's Gene Watson. Oh, um, and um, Chris Pratt in the in the uh, Johnny Depp role. That's so easy these days. Well, Chris I, Pratt, the star of like, everything. There's like four actors out there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, like he's in everything. He's in Jurassic World. He's in, like he just made another movie. I'm blanking on the name, but it's just. But imagine Daniel Craig, circa Casino Royale. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, so I just, uh, who did I just say uh, for, uh, so um, John Krasinski okay. as Gene Watson. And now that he's older, Johnny Depp as Christopher Walken. And yeah, but, 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 but here's the thing though. I, I, Johnny Depp in a role where I hate him. I don't think I've ever seen Johnny Depp in a role where I wanted him to get the shit beat out of him. Once upon a time in Mexico. Um, Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, okay. I see, am a all, thorough Johnny fan. See, all, I immediately had an example. See, all the people I'm thinking of for the for the Christopher Walken role, it's they're all old. Antonio Banderas would be fucking awesome. He would. Well, I mean, but he's not he's, old. He's well, he's about the same age as Christopher Walken. Is he really? No, yeah. Christopher Walken's got to be in he's his seventies by now. He's within ten years. Uh, okay, so Antonio uh, yeah. Banderas. <laughs> I'm trying to, I mean, it, it's tough. That's the problem. I think I Antonio's mean, closer to Johnny than he is. Okay, yeah, because Johnny's, uh, Johnny's 59. Uh, no, um, Oscar Antonio, Isaac. Oscar Isaac in the, um. Antonio 61. Okay. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac in Gene the. Gene Watson? No. Oscar, as Christopher as Lloyd? Christopher, Christopher Walken. He could do it. Oscar Not Isaac Christopher is Lloyd. so. <laughs> that would be a very different movie. Chris. <laughs> Marty, Marty, <laughs> we've got to kill the governor. Kill the governor. <laughs> it's Eric Stoltz. Oh, jeez. The DeLorean's just like going along with the ectomobile. Uh, okay, yeah. so Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Because I, 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 Pratt. Well, if I uh, see Oscar Isaac, who would play opposite Oscar Isaac? You know what? Um, don't necessarily. I think the Johnny Depp character make it a woman. And 
Okay. Oh, I shouldn't say that because there's like a weird chemistry there. Oscar Isaac, Jessica Chastain. Why is that weird chemistry? Yeah, there was that weird thing where she was on the red carpet and Oscar Isaac was like, feel, was like feeling her up her on the red pit. carpet. <laughs> that was kind of weird. And she's like married and stuff. And I, if I was her husband, I'd kill Oscar Isaac. I mean, I just would on principle. <laughs> He'd be a dead man. Um, or or her. Maybe. Well, that, that yeah. could make it a better, an even better dynamic. Yeah, that's true. So he creeps her out in real life. Okay, well, I think we have <laughs> talked about all yeah, we can. More than any two people have talked have. about Nick of Time oh, in history. Is, now, all of a sudden, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, Amazon rentals. Well, it's free on uh, Amazon Prime yeah, it right is. now, yeah. so go check yeah. it out while it's free. But we're going to we're gonna boost its ratings yeah. <laughs> on Amazon. So, Mr. Brown, if you're in Costa Rica, you and Justin get together. And I'm sure Justin would probably, he, you know, well, it's a little violent. It might scare him. Justin Trudeau might get all like sort of possibly, ew, yeah, that's true. ew, it's icky, yeah, you know, that's true. But but go ahead and try, you know. Um, <laughs> all right, he's off to go do that now. Yay. Yeah. Um. So, hindsighters, this has been a romp, a, a weird one where Christopher Walken or Lloyd, whichever Christopher it was, was the bad guy, <laughs> and <laughs> Johnny was the John Grisham. Michael type. J. Fox is uh, <laughs> as the daughter. <laughs> Michael J. Fox is the shoe shinest. <laughs> That's the daughter. <laughs> slap a wig on him. It's <laughs> just sitting in the back seat. With a teddy bear. I want to go home. It, you're talking to me all wrong. <laughs> it's wrong town. Yeah, we'll get Larry David. That's who, yeah. We get Larry David to play. Yeah, right. <laughs> we got to wrap this okay, up. Hindsiders, yeah. this has been a romp, uh, a rare uh, Darth and Jason episode with Mr. Brown out of town and out of time. Out of town, Mr. Brown. That's his new nickname. <laughs> out of town, Brown. Uh, uh, you have joined us for Nick of Time. We appreciate you joining us for your drive time, your listening time, your hostage time, your assassination on the governor time. We never care what kind of time. We just appreciate you joining us well hindsighters this is pin darth and jason with nick of time on hindsight and good night